Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. Deuteronomy 2, Wanderings in the Wilderness. Then we turned and set out for the wilderness by the way to the Red Sea as the Lord spoke to me and circled Mount Seir for many days. And the Lord spoke to me saying, You have circled this mountain long enough. Now turn north and command the people saying, You will pass through the territory of your brothers, the sons of Esau, who live in Seir, and they will be afraid of you. So be very careful. Do not provoke them, for I will not give you any of their land even as little as a footstep, because I have given Mount Seir to Esau as a possession. You shall buy food from them with money so that you may eat, and you shall also purchase water from them with money so that you may drink. For the Lord your God has blessed you in all that you have done. He has known your wanderings through this great wilderness. These 40 years the Lord your God has been with you. You have not lacked a thing. So we passed beyond our brothers, the sons of Esau, who live in Seir, away from the Araba road, away from Elath and from Ezion-Geber. And we turned and passed through by the way of the wilderness of Moab. Then the Lord said to me, Do not harass Moab, nor provoke them to war, for I will not give you any of their land as a possession, because I have given Ar the sons of Lot as a possession. The Emmon lived there formerly, a people as great, numerous, and tall as the Anakim. Like the Anakim, they are also regarded as Rephaim. But the Moabites called them Emim. 
The Horites formerly lived in Seir, but the sons of Esau dispossessed them and destroyed them from before them and settled in their place, just as Israel did to the land of their possession, which the Lord gave to them. Now arise and cross over the brook Zered yourselves. So he crossed over the brook Zered. Now the time that it took for us to come to Kadesh Barnea until we crossed over the brook Zered was 38 years until all the generation of the men of war perished from within the camp as the Lord had sworn to them. Moreover, the hand of the Lord was against them to destroy them from within the camp until they all perished. So it came about when all the men of war had finally perished from among the people that the Lord spoke to me saying, Today you shall cross over Ar, the border of Moab. When you come opposite the sons of Ammon, do not harass them nor provoke them. For I will not give you any of the land of the sons of Ammon as a possession, because I have given it to the sons of Lot as a possession. It is also regarded as the land of the Rephaim. For Rephaim formerly lived in it, but the Ammonites called them Zanzumen, a people of great numerous and tall as the Anakim. But the Lord destroyed them before them, and they dispossessed them and settled in their place. Just as he did for the sons of Esau, who live in Seir, when he destroyed the Horites from before them. They dispossessed them and settled in their place even to this day. And the Avim, who lived in villages as far as Gaza, the Kaftorim, who came from Kaftor, destroyed them and lived in their place. Arise, set out, and pass through the valley of Arnon. Look, I have given Sion the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land into your hand. Begin to take possession and contend with him in battle. This day I will begin to put the dread and fear of you upon the peoples everywhere under the heavens, who, when they hear the report of you, will tremble and be in anguish because of you. I sent messengers from the wilderness of Kedmoth to Sion, king of Heshbon, with words of peace, saying, Let me pass through your land. I will travel only on the highway. I will not turn aside to the right or to the left. You will sell me food for money so that I may eat and give me water for money so that I may drink. Only let me pass through on foot, just as the sons of Esau who live in Seir and the Moabites who live in Ar did for me, until I cross over the Jordan into the land which the Lord our God is giving to us. But Sion, king of Heshbon, was not willing for us to pass through his land, for the Lord your God hardened his spirit and made his heart obstinate in order to deliver him into your hand as he is today. The Lord said to me, See, I have begun to deliver Sion and his land over to you. Begin to occupy that you may possess his land. Then Sion with all his people came out to meet us in battle at Jahaz. The Lord our God delivered him over to us and we defeated him with his sons and all his people. So we captured all his cities at that time and utterly destroyed the men, women, and children of every city. We left no survivor. We took only the animals as a booty and the spoil of the cities which we had captured. From Arior, which is on the edge of the valley of Arnon, and from the city which is in the valley, even to Gilead, there was no city that was too high for us. The Lord our God delivered all over to us. Only you do not go near the land of the sons of Ammon, all along the river Jabbok, and the cities of the hill country, and wherever the Lord our God had commanded us. I really enjoy when you read through the Bible and you can see God's plan as it unfolds. Like, for example, with Joseph. And how all these bad things seem to be happening to Joseph. 
Yet, in the end, ultimately, all these things happened to Joseph because he was able to overcome them. And, ultimately, through overcoming them, God was able to bring all of Israel into Egypt. And that set up for um, the time that even though God knew these it was going to help them through the plague. It was going to help them to prosper for a long time and grow and become a great nation. But God also knew that Egypt was going to be jealous and concerned with the size of the nation of Israel and turn them into slaves. God already knew that possibility of um, them being put into slaves and he already had an answer as to how he was going to release them from bondage. So... When you look through the process and you say, wow, it's so awesome. But, you know, people would ask, why would he send them to Egypt? Well, so that he could free them. The thing that we see is sometimes the people needed to suffer for them to understand the blessing. They needed to see the bad before they can really appreciate the good. And even in my life, I've seen that to where God has said, um, it's, you know, different things to put it, to take us through different seasons in life. When I first, when I first accepted uh, Jesus, when I first became a disciple of Christ and really started following and living with him as my Lord, I was making more, I, I had more, and it's almost like immediately stuff just started to, to fall away. Now I can look back and know that all oh, those things that were falling away were things that were necessary. It's almost like whenever you, you trim a rose bush, you get rid of the deadhead so that more growth can come. And that's what God was doing. He was going through and getting rid of different possessions and different things that that I had in place that would only be distractions from me really following him. And he's replaced it many fold. So here, when you read about Deuteronomy, uh, all these people that God has delivered different things for, it didn't change. It did not change when all of a sudden here comes his favored people, the sons of Israel. He's coming through and he's saying, and this is reflecting back on what they just went through. This is talking about real time. They're really just remembering back to this time at the beginning of Deuteronomy. And so he's saying, so we went to this land and God said, those people don't upset them because you're not, I'm not delivering that land to you because I already gave it to them. He didn't take back what he'd already given to someone else. Even though the sons of Israel may be his favored people, he didn't take from the others. He took when he found it necessary, not going against his own word. So when God made a promise and he said, this land is yours, then you, you should be able to have that confidence in knowing God said it then it's true. He's not going to go back on his word. And you can walk in the confidence and faith of God's word. So Father, thank you 
Thank you that you've already delivered us in some situations in our lives and we haven't even come to them yet. And Father, I'm so thankful that when I do come to it, that I can know and have faith and courage that you, because you have spoken it, it will happen. Just as for our ministry, I know that the building, which was the original vision for our ministry, will be a building. And as we are pursuing land currently, and even in the beginning of this land campaign, having nothing, nothing at all, I can have the courage and confidence and faith in knowing that it's going to be because you said it is going to be. Father, thank you for that faith that we have in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.